You are now in the mix with the Atomic Podcast, where we love the news. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from the Upper West Side, New York City, where we blow up the news on a verbal scale. My guest today, he is a legend. He is an author. He is um, an actor. And he is one of the most influential men in the wrestling business. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the one, the only, the genius, Leaping Lanny Poffo. Lanny, how you doing today? I am the genius, fellow glory and renowned, still living in the past. Yes, and happy Memorial Day to you. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. No, not a problem, not a, not a problem, Lanny. Um, I just definitely want to talk to you. Let's just before I get into your career, illustrious career. Um, I just want to get to the Hall of Fame, which was a beautiful induction that you did for your brother Randy. Um, how how did you feel going into it and leading up to it? How did everything came about with the whole deal and everything? Well, I'm just relieved, right? Because uh, it's been a little bit too long. Like, how, how about a lot too long? Yeah. Now, I must say, for Bruno Sammartino, it was really too long, because a lot of his fans are dead. Yeah. Now, um, and unfortunately, my brother is dead. So, it would have been much better if Randy had given his own speech. Yeah. But, you know, we, we, we do what we can. We cannot live backwards. Um, I'm just relieved that the fans finally got what they deserved. They demanded that Macho Man go in the Hall of Fame, and he certainly did. And uh, now they're going to have to find something else to complain about. Definitely, definitely. Um, was it bittersweet? Um, how did everything came about? Who got in contact with you? Uh, the guy's name is Mark Carano. Okay. He's an officer in world, uh, WWE. And um, he um, asked me if I had any problem with Hulk Hogan giving him the induction. And I said, I think that's the best choice of all. And uh, a lot of the fans didn't like it, uh, but um, those fans should learn that, um, you know, we got to look at the big picture here. And the mega powers were the tag team of the 80s. Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, a lot of people said uh, Hogan and you know Randy didn't really get along with Hogan, and um, they weren't on speaking terms. But if you associate Randy, you definitely associate that automatically with Hulk Hogan. It's like apples and oranges. Um, they you know went together and everything. Um, um, do, during you know having Hulk Hogan, um, did you like what Hulk Hogan had to say? Did you think it was genuine? Did you think it was? Oh yeah, I think I thought it was a fantastic speech, and there was a part in my first poem where I said, when the mega powers exploded, the storyline was real, life's too short to hold a grudge, it's time for us to heal. Now, what that meant, what I meant by that was, I know that a lot of people think that Randy and Hulk were bitter enemies, but I am of the opinion that there was more good than bad. Mm -hmm. So, tonight was a night not to be angry or years I'm going to be a hundred. 
journeyman. And uh, there were four months where, thanks to Hulk Hogan, I was drinking from the stubborn shelf of success. In other words, I was on the main event. Now, I've made about 24 appearances in Madison Square Garden, but I've been in two main events. Mm-hmm. So, let me tell you what, that makes me uh, realize that uh, I love Hulk Hogan and I appreciate it. You know, I'm like a... a Sometimes I felt like a fat girl on prom night. You know, like, hey, what's, what's wrong with me, you know? Yeah. And then finally, just because Hulk Hogan likes my gimmicks, and I get to team up with Mr. Perfect and everything, all of a sudden I'm on the main event after years of heartbreak and sorrow and self-pity and loathing. So, in other words, my patience paid off, but let's not forget that it was Hulk Hogan that gave me my break. So I'd like to give him a break. And I say, yes, you go ahead and induct my brother. And I'll tell you what, it was a beautiful speech he made, and he is a beautiful man in my opinion. Now, if you want to, like, if you look at a work of art, you get too close to it, you can see blemishes. I say step back a little and just take the big picture and look at how beautiful it is from afar. And now that Randy is dead and gone, I want the fans to remember that the mega powers were great. And, uh, Everybody, you know, it was an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. So, um, it was, it, it, the evening couldn't have been better. I will, I could criticize one little thing, okay? Okay. Um, Fujinami from Japan, mm-hmm. um, why didn't they get him an interpreter so he could do his whole speech in Japanese and let the interpreter do the English? Mm-hmm. Instead, the poor guy had to do a hook on phonics speech. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, I was like, it is that. Yeah. And he's way too good a wrestler. I mean, if you can't speak English, that's not your fault. So let's get a guy, you know, they, they're in California, they got millions of people that can, you know, speak without an accent. You know, he, he fluent in both languages. And uh, they would have been proud to do that. So that was wrong. And uh, also, I think um yeah you know what it is um it, it is too long but it's rare that you see you know everybody being genuine you know and being real as you know as as people would say you know like you know even speaking you know you know even seeing your speech i was like damn lanny you could still go on you could still talk i was just infatuated with everything you were saying and you know your whole poetry was excellent i thought you could have kept going but you know everybody has a cutoff time but it's rare you know with all the storylines and wrestling that you see it's rare seeing genuine moments like that moments like you know you can't get back especially with the warrior speech you know everybody was in beck and call waiting to hear what he was going to say and everybody was in awe for what he had to say. So you know, I, I, you know, honestly, like I, I, four hours wasn't really bothering. Me. It was a pleasure seeing all the legends talk because you know it's not like there's a televised version of the Cauliflower Alley Club or anything like that. So this is what you know. Even though you have some a hole fans who cheer and and mock sometimes when you guys are doing speeches, um, it's 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 amazing just hearing you guys talk about the business and you know we get a inside view into your lives basically. You know. Right, I was very, very upset when Madison Square Garden when um, Maria Menounos yeah. opened the introduction for Bob Beckley and they pulled her out of the building. Yeah. And she's prettier, she's prettier than a diva. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, uh, and, you know, 
That sounds exactly like a true New Yorker. <laughs> I know I was I was ashamed. None of your freaking business. <laughs> the New York state of mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm speaking of Maria Menudo's. That was, I, you know, I was appalled by that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know. I, um, let me just, I guess, you know, playing devil's advocate. They look at her as like, oh, she's not a wrestling fan. Well, who is she to introduce Bob Backlund? I'm just, you know, not that I would, I not that I think that. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Who is she? She's just a guy, a girl from E or something like that. She's introducing, you know, Bob Backlund. You know, she's getting, you know, inducting him. You know, I guess that's how people were looking at it like that. I wasn't really looking at it like that. Like, I didn't, even, I honestly didn't know she was a, a true wrestler fan until she started talking i was like wow she is she's a fan you know but you know you see a girl you see her talking is like all right you know show your boobs or do something you know move around or something that's i guess that's how you know i guess the fans were looking at her and judging her before she even opened her mouth yeah i Yeah, George Burns, of course, yeah. Exactly. He, 
you know what I'm saying? Even, you know, I never met the man personally or never talked to him, but, you know, I just watched him on television, the promos, the wrestling, and, you know, you know, and then, you know, even back, back then, you know, I didn't even know he was your brother till like, you know, later on when I was, you know, later on in life, I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know these guys were brothers, because it was like, never pretty much acknowledged like that, you know, you know, everything was just character driven, you know, so, you know, nobody, you know, you know, back in the days, I guess people thought Brutus Beefcake and Hulk Hogan were brothers too, but that's not true, but, you know, and, and, you know, like he's, you know, he's, he's such an amazing athlete and, you know, and he's more than that. And, you know, he's done a lot for charities and, you know, you don't really get to see all that. Um, can you tell me a little bit, um, how much Randy loved the kids? Well, like you said, he didn't have children of his own. And that's, and these special Olympians, they're the boy in his life. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when he first started doing it, he, he told me, he says, uh, he says, well, these kids, they have the deck stacked against them every day of their lives. He says, and, but you know what, they're so, it doesn't take much to make them happy. So I remember one year we went there, and was he angry? You know why? Because I did the poem, and I introduced him, and something fails. And you know what that was? What? His music didn't play. Oh. And he came out there and said, no, bum, 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 No, it was about time to start. Yeah. So, now, I don't mean to tell you how old I am, but um, it didn't have MP3s. It didn't have CD. Yeah. I'm talking about cassettes. Yeah. Oh. Okay? <laughs> and um, uh, <laughs> and if it was any, if it was any older, it would be a track. Yeah. Okay? So, I mean, the science is getting better, right? Yeah. So, and, uh, but the thing is, why was Randy upset? Because he felt that the special Olympians deserved the same show that everybody else gets. Yeah. And that, and that uh, they should see the same martial man that they would see on television. So he cared just as much about the special Olympics performance as he did about WrestleMania or as he did about NBC. Yeah, it's, yeah, he really did care, and he, and you know it's, you know it shows if people like you know even the DVD. If no one has seen the DVD, I recommend you definitely check that out because you know you definitely see the man behind the madness, as they would to say. Look at that right now. You even have um Damian Sandow, who's you know doing a tribute to your brother as Macho Mandow. So you know there's you know Macho Man influence. You know Jay Lethal. There's wrestlers who were influenced by Macho Man everywhere. So you know he's definitely had a positive influence on a lot of people. Let me tell you something about Damien Sandow. Okay. That man, many, couple of years ago, asked me permission to use the genius gimmick, and I told him, hey, I stole that gimmick from at least 10 different people. I said, of course you can use it. I stole why? Because I stole it first. I said, I didn't even steal it first. I'm not the first wrestler to enter with a cap and gown. Yeah. You know, and I'm, and I'm not the first person to do poetry. So I said, you take whatever you can and you make the most of yourself. But thank you for asking. And you know what he does? He calls me up a month later, a month ago. And he says, um, he said something like, Kurt Henningson and him are going to imitate Hulk Hogan and the Marshall Man. And he wanted to get my opinions first for my approval. Oh, wow. And I said, thank you for asking. But let me tell you something. 
um, it was a mutual friend of ours. Uh, I mean, we had a three-man call between Randy, Ed Schumann, and Jay Lethal about 15 years ago, however long it was. And um, Jay Lethal asked permission from Randy to use the Macho Man gimmick. And Randy thought that was great. And then when Randy finally saw it on television, he was very happy. You know, and it's a serious form of flattery to be imitated. And uh, I'm sorry that Sandal uh, stopped imitating me. Yeah. Because uh, I, took, I certainly enjoyed it, and uh, I liked the attention, and uh, I thought, wow, what a nice gesture. Yeah, and plus, he had permission. What a nice man, you know? Yeah. So, uh, if the fans get any entertainment out of it, so be it. I'm not against anything that's going to be fun for the fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, if, if you talk about respect, I think that shows a great deal of respect that he would call to have for permission. Now, I wouldn't dare say no, because look at all the people I copied. I mean, it's a joke. <laughs> the, um, the only thing that's original about me is every poem was original. Yeah. No, I don't think plagiarism is a joke. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I think Damien Sandow is a fantastic guy. And I just saw Curtis Axel at the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in uh, Johnstown, New York. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, one, of the, one of the nice men, he gave a great speech for his father. And I had the opportunity to induct Rick Martell into the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Now, this is not WWE. This is in Amsterdam, New York. It's an actual building, but it's got actual memorabilia. And um, if you ever get up that way, I suggest you have a look at it. Okay. Matter of fact, a good friend of yours, Brian Greenspan, came down to view everything. And he said he had a great time. Oh, he enjoyed himself, right? He definitely enjoyed himself. I know that. Did he tell you that? Huh? Did he tell you he enjoyed himself? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And I've seen the pictures to prove it. So he had a big Kool-Aid grin on his face. So I know he definitely loved it. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell you what. I got um, Butcher Bashan to sing. Um, I got. I convinced him to sing uh, La Vie and Rose by Kenneth Peel. Yeah. And um, the poor guy has had, you know, throat surgery. And, you know, he's had uh, cancer of the colon yeah. and the throat. Yeah, those are something like the memories you definitely can, you know, those will never leave you. You had, a, I know you had a great time in New York, right? See, New York is not that bad. <laughs> Call it upstate New York. <laughs> <laughs> not the they, city. <laughs> they, these are the people that did not boo Maria Manuno. I'm going to explain something to you. I love her. I love Maria Manuno, and I love Bob Backlund. Yeah. You know why I love Bob Backlund? Because he's a man among men. And he doesn't uh, smoke or drink or do drugs or swear. Now, I swear all the time. But not when I'm around Bob Backlund. I will not do that around him. I don't have the guts to do that. Yeah. And, um, and Maria Menudo, she's wonderful. She's everything that is good and pure in the world. And she does not deserve to be booed yeah. by those horrible fans. Yeah, 
yeah. She definitely did not deserve that. This, this she's a media mogul herself, and you know she's a wrestling fan, and she you know she's like she has like the After Buzz TV thing, and you know she's you know she's a wrestling fan. You know, I I definitely give her a lot of you know a, a lot of respect for you know even acknowledging you know you know the wrestling fans and doing anything involving wrestling. Hell, she even wrestled at WrestleMania, so you got to give the girl some kind of credit. She's undefeated. Yes, exactly. You know, not bad for a Greek, you know? Not bad. Carlos, yeah. Um, I definitely want to talk about um, you and WCW. I know you was in WCW for a while, and that was due to Randy. Um, um, can you tell? I, I know you talked about it before, but could you talk about being in WCW and just basically how you said it, being paid to do nothing? Like, explain that whole thing again. Okay. Um, have you ever heard of uh, KK Cummings by Sean Oliver? Yes, I have. I don't even wear gloves. 
Um, but I got those baby blue contact lenses. Yeah. That I could, you know, and then I, I, I wrote a song for myself, Lord, his George, you know, to enter the ring, you know, music. Yeah. I told you, George, it's true, with my hair blonde and curly and my eyes in China blue. Okay, anyway. Yeah. So I was gimmick, working at my gimmick, phone never rang. But, um, there, there was about 10 bookers and they were all getting an argument every day. So, um, too many chiefs, not enough Indians, that's why it didn't take bad want the war. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, oh, but, um, but, uh, did, um, Gorgeous George went to his previous girlfriend at the time, right? The name itself? Um, Gorgeous George, um, when, when they didn't use, when they didn't use the name, um, for me, Randy said, well, I'll use it for my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. So he's, that was Gorgeous George. Oh. And, um, so, uh, she, she, um, had two big advantages on me, right? Yeah. Yep. Mine are real. <laughs> That's 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 true, and 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 you're you are in shape, you know. You are in shape as well. I was I was in shape. Now I'm 50 years old, and I wore my pants up to my chest. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm you know, good. You know, old people, you know, old people wear their pants. You know? Yeah. Well, at least you don't hang it down to the to your to your ass crack or nothing like that, like the young teenagers do nowadays. So you know. Pants on the ground, pants on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. Oh, my God. oh man, exactly. Um, so also, um, being in the WWE, um, well, the WWF in the time, um, how did that come about? Being involved in the World Wrestling Federation when you entered the at eighty five, like, how did that come about? involved in it, um, dealing with the, um, what was your first impressions of, uh, Vince McMahon? What was your first impressions meeting him? Sleeped right. There's rumors like you know people talking about him like he's always workaholic, work, 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 work. Never sleep. Well, I tell you what, I'm a uh, travel and leisureaholic. <laughs> I love to travel and I love to leisure. Yeah. What are the places you love to travel to the most, Lanny? Yeah. And um, I've been all throughout Europe, and I've been just about everywhere. 
managing Columbia. Mm. And uh, I would like to start a drug cartel there. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine their listeners? How many listeners do you have? Um, a couple, a couple of hundred. <laughs> They're probably like, oh my god, is he for real? <laughs> Ever hear of Pablo Escobar? He was the, he was the man. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think they portrayed him in um, Starface, you know, when um, Al Pacino played Tony Montana and he went to Columbia. Yeah. And uh, but the thing is, Columbia doesn't have the cartel anymore. It, uh, it, it's in Mexico where it belongs. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. Also, um, Lanny. Um, you're definitely a best-selling author in Amazon. Um, you have two books: Wrestling with Rhyme and Limericks from the Heart. Um, tell me about Wrestling with Rhyme and how did um that come about from you? Like, you know, this is stuff you always written, or like you had an epiphany one day to write a book. Like, how did that came about? I like that word, epiphany. That's a great word. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I love that word. It means, uh, it means I had a breakthrough or I had a thunderbolt, you know? Yeah. But uh, they're both available on Kindle. Mm-hmm. And it was the Kindle edition of both books that um, that actually made the Amazon bestseller list. Yeah. Now, what happened was the limerick from the heart and lungs is a 335 limerick all about smoking and how you shouldn't. Um, Jose dreamed of being a star. He sang and he played the guitar, and he made a choice that ruined his voice. If only he'd said, no fumar. So, that's one, the 345 limits. And, um, it, it was nominated for a Newbery Medal, but it didn't win. Needless to say, you can imagine my displeasure when I didn't win. So, that was in 2004. It's been 11 years, and I think, I think I've calmed down since then. But um, when I think about, because both of my books are bestsellers now on Kindle, and uh, you can get them on, you know, you can learn about it on GeniusLandyTaco.com. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking? Um, you know, I got turned down more times than a bed sheet by people like Random House, Anthem, uh, even WWE. Yeah. But now that I'm a best-selling author, in the words of Eric Cartman, <laughs> right? Um, put put that up their smite their pipe and smoke it. <laughs> I said I said they can smoke they can put that up their pipe and smoke it. You know what I'm saying? Now if they you know WWE turned yeah. you down before and then now you're a best selling author and then they're probably like, Oh shoot, we could have freaking used them. We could have it could have been under the WWE banner, you know? Right. But anyway, um you know, it's like uh I made you with your parents. You ever see that car that was horrible? Remember? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Never like the work. Parts, whatever. But I loved it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> My daughter got me into it, and then she outgrew it, and I never did. <laughs> Do you watch Family Guy as well? I love Family Guy. Yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, and the, the way they, uh, the way they abuse poor Meg. Yep. It's horrible. It's horrible. I, it's 
Landy, speak of the Bucks. That's my favorite Bucks twist. That's the other thing was, Tom Knight Dumpster Baby. I'm taking a stroll. He's taking a stroll. I'm taking a stroll. Oh, that was so bad. Landy, I was going to ask you also, um, are you a fan of the of, of Star Wars, and have you seen the Force Awakens trailer? Have you seen the new Star Wars trailer? Yes. No, I tell you what, I am not a big fan of Star Wars, but it was Star Wars that caused me to give permission to induct Randy into the Hall of Fame. Oh, explain, explain. Well, I got a call from, you know, when the Hall of Fame, I mean, when the Hall of Fame, do you remember, right after Randy died in 2012, um, the Hall of Fame and the Yeah. Okay, I got a call from WWE, um, John Miller Nuggets, mm-hmm. and he asked me if Randy would, uh, if I would give permission for Randy to be in the Hall of Fame. And I said, Randy told me, and my mom, and my dad, uh, many, many times, that after the Von Erichs got in the Hall of Fame, he felt that the Paco should be in the Hall of Fame. Randy Topo, Randy Topo, Angelo Topo. The three of us, a Topo family. That was his, because if, if Chris Von Era can get in the Hall of Fame, why not all the Topos? Yeah. You know, even Randy. Yeah. Which, you know, you know, put the Mickey out of me that way. Which is fine, I'm used to it. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so I explained that. And of course, that's not what they wanted, so they didn't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he says, can you get any 
to Randy being in the Hall of Fame. And I said, yes, I've changed my mind. I want Randy in the Hall of Fame. Period. Yeah. Oh, great. That's great. Uh, I'll, I'll, it, yeah, uh, I can't wait to tell everybody. And he called me back and he said, well, um, we only have to have one posthumous inductee per year. And this year it's going to be Paul Bearer. So if you can wait till California and please don't tell anybody, um, Randy will be in the California Hall of Fame in um, San Jose. Wow, okay. So I waited one year, and, uh, you know, Uncle Pam can wait all those years. I imagine they can wait another year. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just glad it's over. Aren't you glad it's over and other fans can just think of something else to complain about? <laughs> that's true that's true definitely you know it was long overdue now what they could complain about is yourself getting into the Hall of Fame and your dad Angelo now now they could have something to complain about you know if Bruno's in it why not Angelo you know so it can go on and on well don't don't hold your breath but uh, I would gladly I'll, I'll tell you what I uh, I you know I know that I criticize the fans for booing Maria Menounos yeah. Those were just two or three fans, right? Just two or three fans. Yeah, yeah, that's all it was. Okay. Um, most of the fans are good. So why should a few bad apples ruin the bunch? Exactly. So, let me tell you what. The outpouring of love and respect for the monster man that I have received more than justifies the fact that if we meet in the great by and by, I'm going to have to meet the macho man. And I'm going to say, Randy, I tried in Miami. It didn't go for it. I am, I am not going to keep trying and punish your fans. You know, it's like, it's very selfish to be stubborn when there's so much on the line. You know, there's a lot of fans that uh, take this very seriously. And uh, you're making fun of the fans when you, every year, and Randy wasn't in, uh, it was more and more ridiculous. Yeah. So... Anyways, now you've got a Hall of Fame that represents the fan. Now Bruno's in there, and uh, and Randy is in there. And by the way, um, one of your compadres, um, your compañeros, Andrew sí. Morales, is not doing well. He's in poor health. And I want all the fans of this podcast to pray for Pedro Morales. He's a great man and a good man. Please pray for his health. Strengthen him. Wow. What's on? I, I didn't even know. What's wrong with Pedro? I don't know either, but I understand he's in poor health. Wow. Okay. Well, definitely, fans definitely do a little prayer out there for Pedro Morales, who's a legendary Hall of Famer. Wow. I didn't even know. I got to look this up. I don't and, even know. Uh, he's, uh, he's a fellow Puerto Rican, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. He comes from a small island off of Puerto Rico. Uh, what was the name of that island? Uh, I don't even know it offhand. I don't, I, I, I don't know exactly where he's from. I think it means snake in Spanish or something. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he's Pedro's a great man, and uh, you know everybody's played for him. And um, like I said, I don't know that exactly what's wrong, but I at the, at the pool up in Hall of Fame, they were talking like he wasn't doing well. Oh wow, yeah, that's sad. It's sad. It's so many, you know. Um, you know, you definitely you, you, um, you could speak on this. Um, there's so many, 
you know, dying wrestlers, dying from, you know, diseases or, you know, past drug use or whatever. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot more dead wrestlers than there are, like, I guess a lot of different sports athletes. Um, um, you think, the, I guess, from the wear and tear and the travel and the toll and the body, you think that wrestling, you know, not the drugs per se or the wrestling itself, you think the wrestling is killing its wrestlers later on in life in the future as opposed to other sports? It's a rough life, um, but nobody took a fall like Owen Hart. That was horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, the thing is, I took a lot of little falls, but that was one big fall. Nobody couldn't, I mean, that is horrible. Yeah. Wow, that was a big fall. Yeah. You know, and that was like unimaginably tragic. Yeah. And uh, Owen was an excellent person. The whole Hart family was a wonderful group of people. And, uh, and I mean, from 1999, that was a wild pass. Yeah. Like 15 years ago, I think? Yeah, 15 years ago. I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, quite a long time ago. Um, anyway, ask me a few more questions because I'd love to be going. Yeah, no problem, um, Lanny. Um, definitely, um, I, I want to ask you um, about yourself. Um, do you feel, um, was it... I, I guess it was a, it's a blessing that you had Macho Man as a brother, but do you feel if... Um, you wasn't associated with Randy, you would have got, like, your path would have took a different direction, or it w everything was happened the way it was meant to be? Okay, if Randy were not my brother, you wouldn't even know who I was. Yeah. And I wouldn't be interesting enough to talk to for all these minutes. Yeah. Um, Randy got me into the WWE. Randy opened doors for me. Yes. He never admitted it, but I probably wouldn't have even become the genius if it wasn't for him. Yeah. Everything good in my life is because of Randy and my father and my mother, and there is no self-made man. So I am a humble and appreciative of the macho man, and everybody pray for his soul because he was a good man too. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Um, also, um, what's next for Lenny Poffo? Do you have any future book releases coming out, or is there anything um, you're working on in the future? Well, I just, um, just two days ago, I, I made a speech, uh, for the, uh, Enough of Bullying, you know, I'm, you know, I teach, talking to kids about bullying. Yeah. Uh, I make, talk, I, I make a lot of, I'm on the speaker's tour, um, you can reach me by com. I make appearances, get the prices right, I'll be there tonight. <laughs> Hopefully you might come to, uh, New York area and speak as well, if the price is right. All right, Lenny, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it, and I appreciate the time, and it was a pleasure and honor to talk to you, and I hope you can do it again sometime. Okay, very good. Uh, and uh, when we shut it off, um, can I talk to answer your personal question? Of course, and I just hope everybody was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good day.